The year is 1991. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Jeremy. And this is My Marvelous Year. Welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club, where we go through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, the comic book journeyman, and I'm joined today by Dave, who, all the memories of doing this podcast with me, Dave, they've all been false. The only time, no. the only thing that's been no, real is our time, our, our time in the cabin. It's the only uh, part of this that was real, Dave. <laughs> it was real to me. It was real to me, Zach. Incredible. And, uh, all right. And masterminding the entire operation, the, the person who implanted all these memories in our head. Uh, we're joined today by Jeremy Greer. Thank you for joining us again, Jeremy. You can just refer to me as the professor for <laughs> now on. That'd be fine. Fair. Yeah, I mean, we fair. did. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I hate to say it. We did, I did kill you in my mind multiple times gruesomely. Uh, but, okay. I'm, but I'm glad you're okay. still here, and I'm glad you're back on the show, and none of that was real. I've been killed worse by better. <laughs> I never respond to that. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. So today on 1991... Part four, we're going to be talking Marvel Comics Presents issues 72 to 84 and Wolverine 48 to 50. This is all of a piece of the Weapon X saga, okay? So the first part, we got Barry Windsor Smith's vision for what has now become known as the Weapon X graphic novel. And then we got some Larry Hama written Wolverine as kind of a sequel to this to round out the year. But yeah, it's going to be all Wolverine all the time. And I'm just going to say it up front. Weapon X by Barry Windsor Smith is my favorite Wolverine story. It mm. is my favorite Wolverine story by a good amount. Uh, I like these comics a lot. It yeah. kind of tickles me that it's like it's Marvel Comics Presents and then just this random string of issues. I always, because it's so cohesive. It's clearly like Barry Windsor Smith here, this artist who is well known and beloved for work on Conan, for work across X Men through the years, has done all these amazing things, comes in in 1991 and clearly produces a tight 120 page graphic novel. This is written by him, it is drawn by him, it is inked by him, it is colored by him, and it is occasionally lettered by him. Okay, like he's doing absolutely everything um and it's just so funny to me that like this was released in nine page increments over the course of of a year like what an incredible story to have been collecting at the time um i've got the graphic novel here i've had it for a while so all right jeremy zach this is my favorite wolverine story did you love it <laughs> what are your thoughts on this uh weapon x story jeremy please you can go first E easy yes for me absolutely loved it i i must have missed this or just blocked it out of my memory as a kid i don't I don't remember collecting this and maybe because it was on some weird Marvel presents thing and it didn't show up at the, you know, pharmacy comic rack where I bought all my comic books at the time. Um, on the, the Wolverine side, like I still have these Wolverine issues, uh, in a box in my shed. Mm. Um, if anybody needs some comic books, please come take my comic <laughs> books. I don't want them. anymore. <laughs> don't know what to do with them. I can't throw them away. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is absolutely amazing. Like I was having the best time reading this. It's gruesome. It's full of body horror and weirdness. Yeah. That it has this weird sense of humor running through it. The professor guy is is the equal mixture of like terrifying and kind of 
weirdly inept at the and and at the same time, which is yeah. like just a really interesting characteristic for like this shadowy figure who's doing all of these horrible, horrible things to Logan. And then all of the horrible things are just so clearly laid out while they're doing it. Like at the end, the guy, one of the guys is like, Oh yeah, I, I couldn't believe we got into this. And I'm like, you were cutting a dude open. <laughs> like what, at what point did you not know what you yeah, were doing? Yeah. He's just like, you know, this <laughs> like, is, he's trying to be like that woman. Like, you know, this, this isn't really my vibe. You know, like the, I got, yeah. Like I, I just stumbled into this job or he says something like I was coerced into doing this job, but this isn't really my thing. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wanted Hines at that moment to be like, no, no, dude, you, I-, I saw you cut open a dude and shove metal in his bones. Like, we made him kill a bear. Like, you were into this. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's all to say I absolutely love this. This was this was a great reaction. So, it's interesting you said, oh, I, okay, I, I don't think I love this, but I, I liked it quite a bit, and I think it's very good. It. I think the natural comparison to this is um, Electra Assassin. Did you get that? Yeah, for sure. That sense it's, of it's got, of mystery and like what is really happening at the and, heart of and it. And like, for sure. yeah, skipping around a bunch of different voices. The the main character's voice. The main character not actually being speaking that much. Right. That mm-hmm. is a big part of Electro Assassin. Is like she did not actually get to talk that much. It's like her story, but she's not narrating it. Um, mixed with the uh, you know like the kind of hyper violence and the the over. Um, yeah, this this big big stylish um like almost like expressionistic vibe to the whole thing where it's like mm-hmm. less about the cohesiveness of it and more just about the mood um i think electro assassin works better for me and it's interesting you said funny jeremy because i that was one of my things is i was like i think this is pretty serious like it's not too self-serious but i, I didn't get a sense of humor from it um and I think that's something I, I appreciate. Know, the, the professor asking for a cup of coffee while they're like trying to figure out how to puppeteer Wolverine just like cracked me up. Like he's, where's yeah. my coffee? Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's <laughs> I'm a killing good point. this man. Where's my coffee? Bring me a Danish. <laughs> like <laughs> they did talk about Danishes. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's true. There, there's kind of a dry sense of humor with it. Um, like Electro Assassin, it just gets absurd and it's so over the top. It's so wild mm-hmm. that like that that really speaks to me. Those like smashing together of tones. Um, where this plays it a little bit more straight, but yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I think um, Weapon I mean, X this... is definitely more comprehensible than Electra Assassin, and I oh, actually sure. think I mean, that is to of, its benefit. It's it is canon. substantially <laughs> less surreal <laughs> for, than I mean, well, Electra right, Assassin and it is, is it's a canon even... origin as well. Yeah, yeah. A- anyway, I mean, it's not totally fair to compare the two, but that's just what kept popping in my mind. No, so uh, you I mean, you don't like this because it's not as good as something that is really good. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. Don't put words. Gonna no, that it, out it, quick. I think, how would you how would you say this compares to uh, Sandman? Just in, like a tight five. <laughs> Ooh, well, I haven't finished that quite yet. So uh, um, finish it, it up and it, let us yeah. know. Barry Windsor Smith's art is just incredible, and I'm always mm-hmm. excited when he's on X Men. And and he usually does Wolverine. Like he was on those Lady Deathstrike issues. I feel yeah. like. Like, every time we've seen him, has he been doing Wolverine? Anyway, he, he does such an awesome Wolverine. Um, and, and I love that he does the whole thing, right? Like, he's doing pencil, inks, coloring. Because you can just tell when it's a Barry Windsor Smith. Like, at a glance, you're like, okay, it's green, red, blue, and orange. I love the it's colors Barry in Windsor this Smith. so like, much. He oh, uses man, those so primary much. colors so good. over and over again. He's got, like, five colors, and those are the ones he's going to use. And it's so, like, distinctly him. Um, yeah, the, the art the art is incredible. The overlapping dialogue really like lends that scene of people like all standing around, you know, a monitor watching him, you know, and like reacting to Wolverine. Um, the the and how like 
disorienting that would be for Wolverine to be like laying on the table, half hearing all of this, right? And mm-hmm. like we're kind of disoriented with him. Um, yeah. So let, yeah. let's so, back it up for a second and talk yeah, a little bit yeah. about you know kind of the the premise of this, which is so we we spent a lot of time with Wolverine here in the My Marvel This Year Club. Obviously, um, we're at 1991. Like the character's been around since 1975. We've seen a whole bunch of him. We've seen some progression and and definitely have a good feel for what this character is. But the thing that we have never seen is we have actually never seen kind of where he came from, right? Like Wolverine's origins remain a mystery. And they continue to remain a mystery two degrees after this comic as well. But this gives us his time in the Weapon X program, which is not something that has been actually outlined or made very clear in X-Men history to this point. So it's like capital I important on a continuity level in that regard, right? And that could be enough. The fact that it is stylistically and like artistically kind of incredible for Marvel Comics at the time uh, is is the cherry on the cake, right? But this tells us about when Wolverine was captured by Weapon X, what they did to him, what that means for the character. So it explains things like, why does he have an adamantium lace skeleton? Something we've just mm-hmm. kind of taken as is. Like for yeah. the longest time, if you're reading comics, you know, in the Claremont verse through the 80s, you might just be like, that's part of his mutant ability, right? Like he just has metal bones. That's just his thing. Um, but this actually gives like reason for it. And the reason, of course, is, you know, experimentation, right? Weapon X is this program where they are working on creating the ultimate killer, the the ultimate, basically, assassin that they can control. Um, obviously, if you were familiar with the MCU Winter Soldier, like, this is the template, right? Like, this is the same idea. One thing that I was surprised by rereading this was because Weapon X has been a presence since this time, um, I... I assumed they knew they were capturing Wolverine because he was a mutant. Like, they already knew about his healing factor. And actually, very early on, everyone is like, oh, this guy's healing. It's very surprising to them. They they can't understand why his beard grows back so quickly, which also, (laughs) I I would love to understand. I don't know if we ever dug uh, into the science of when, why does it stop when it stops? Why doesn't it just keep going, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because if it's vampire rules, then you just, it would just grow back to where it was when you got turned into a vampire okay. right like that's what we learned from interview with the vampire but this isn't vampire rules at all it was so, just the, uh, like moment, I, the moment he hit puberty the exact moment he hit yeah. puberty he had this haircut and his hair was this t- his hair was so tall it was six <laughs> inches tall off of his head i love good tall wolverine they hair. even make fun of him because like they're like because they're there's another good bit of humor where someone's like well who shaved him did they use some like gardening shears because he's all grown and they show him as like half airy on the yeah. table it was yeah. really this book is is very strange and and, and weird. <laughs> it is absolutely, and and you know the one thing they they all find out in that early going is okay. This guy's okay. He's re- he's healing all the you know the injecting the adamantium and this and that that we thought would be working. Like his his vitals are responding in such a way that you know we totally didn't expect. And this is true even of uh I don't know Doctor Professor Cornelius, whatever you want to call him, Doctor Cornelius. Um, who is overseeing this and he like he literally this is some comedy as well that again it's very dry but like he just runs out of the room <laughs> like like something unexpected happens and he just bails and then he goes yeah. and you know talks to this mysterious voice about like why didn't you tell me he was a mutant blah 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 I was surprised by that I thought I thought Weapon X kind of that was always their deal um, but actually <laughs> it's it kind just of, funny they, they, they just stumble. back into it yeah it, but it also like means that the moment we're just like two henchmen with a, a stun gun capture Wolverine kind of beggars belief a little bit because like they're just expecting some you know uh, punchy guy at a bar who gets into bar fights and then they like accidentally kidnap Wolverine right or Logan um, you know this incredibly tough guy and then they subdue him just like two guys who uh, yeah I don't know 
Yeah, maybe um, a small amount of suspension disbelief there to, which whatever. to get yeah, him into the car. Not, He's not totally taken problem. by surprise. Um, it doesn't matter, though, because it's all just no, to get no, him really. in this facility, which is, you know, most of the story is Logan being experimented on in a tank. Um, I think so much of why this works is is what we were all saying in terms of, like, Barry Windsor Smith's surreal yet clear, like, visuals, you know, just, again, yeah. the colory just bursting off the page. Like, like every set of, every piece of equipment in this joint is like a Nintendo 64, like, like audio visual cables, but like, like exponentially like grown, right? Like if you had like 60,000 of those, that's every cable is just these bright green and pinks and blues and just everywhere. Um, it's, it's so good looking the way the lettering spirals around elements in panel is so unique for Marvel at this time. It's something I've become more familiar with in modern comics. Certainly we see this like in the, my ultimate universe, uh, read through of like Ultimate Spider-Man, like Brian Michael Bendis loves snaking panels and following through the page. Barry Windsor Smith's doing it like in a U, like you go from top to bottom, back up around again. Like it, I, I wonder how much comics think language literacy too, right? is. Well, and it leads you to it, like it feels natural. I yeah, wonder how confusing totally. that might be for for some readers as well, right? Like if you were kind of new and you're like, hey, what's a what's a good Wolverine story? So he's like Weapon X, you know, like how how hard of a jump that might be. Um, it's interesting to consider, but I, I, I think mean, that, that's, that's a good point because like, I, I didn't even really notice that as I was reading it, like how complex the layout of the, the word bubbles were mm-hmm. because it, because it carries you right along. Like we, we said the same thing about Electro Assassin where it's like, this is totally, uh, like disorienting, but you just feel like you're safe in the hands of somebody who is like guiding you through it. Right. Like it, it is not, it's like perfectly tuned disorientation, right? It is not like. It's not like a Liefeld scene where you're just like, what, what is happening? Like, he's, he's trying to tell me something. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, he's trying to tell me something and it's confusing, but like, it's that, you know, like, yeah, really fine-tuned confusion of just what, you know, where, where he wants you to be. And cu- confusion is part of an aesthetic or a mood. Um, go ahead, Jeremy. Wait, you mentioned the, like, overlapping text boxes, too, that gives you that vibe. Like, just, it, 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 like, when things start to go crazy... Like the, all of those text boxes, like they they wrap around very normal when everything is normal, and then as things get crazier, as things get hectic, yeah. like they start overlapping, and it really gives you the feeling of, um, I, I don't know if I don't know if either one of you are into video games at all. I'm assuming oh, yeah. so because we're all like white males in our 20s and 30s. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a video game called Oxenfree that's like a weird yeah. horror video yeah, yeah. game that that, that that plays with this idea of like overlapping dialogue. And like, I was reminded me of that, of just like things got, getting out of control and like people not just talking over one another and yelling over one another. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the kind of <clears throat> more of the details of this is like, at again, at 11 years old, I wanted like I would I would scour X Men comic books looking for Weapon X information. Mm. I was ever, I was so curious like it was this huge thing that had not been explained. Yeah. And so when this hit and where I was reading it, which was the Wolverine series that we'll talk about, it's kind of a follow up to this. I was like, oh god, this is oh my god, this is so oh my god, like it was so. And then now reading this, which I'm pretty sure I'm reading it for the first time and seeing how violent and gruesome that was happening at the same time, I'm yeah. just blown away. Like it's. Yeah, I was so hungry for information. I'd, yeah, I'd. well, and I love that. I love that detail because that's something that that is definitely true to my comics journey as well with Wolverine. Like the mystery of Wolverine and the mystery of Weapon X, I think was the character's strongest. Like one of the character's strongest suits for the longest time was like there's this. I just I always wanted to know more 
But then often when more was actually delivered, I was like, this was better when I didn't <laughs> when I didn't actually know <laughs> yeah, the details. Yeah, yeah sure. It was, it's mm-hmm. like it's like hearing a song and just the melody's incredible, and then you learn the words, and it's like it loses some of the magic, right? It loses some of the mystery. Um, the thing that I love about Weapon X is it keeps the mystery. It manages to deliver like what this experience was what the Weapon X program was and how they worked on Wolverine. But then because of the dreamlike nature and the ending of it, it actually manages to keep the mystery of like, yeah, but did any of that happen? <laughs> and I actually really love that as a structural sort of like hatch, like back hatch that they could get out of. Because mm-hmm. I, by the end of this, it's like, yeah, this happened. It's an incredible comic. We're going to keep referencing it. But did it? <laughs> Is it I real? Mean, it did it definitely really pushes, out this way? Like it pushes forward, forward his story. And it's additive to his whole story without, like, closing doors, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Except for a few. I mean, I guess, like, it will do stuff like what we've seen. We we just read, not too long ago, that story of Sabretooth, like, attacking Wolverine on, like, an anniversary, right? The anniversary yeah. that he um, killed that woman. And, like, attacking him in a bar, like, in a, an old West bar or something. Silver the Fox, of the century. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Exactly. And we get here, like, no, that was a set, <laughs> right? Like... That, that happened on a set and it was all staged. Right. right. You know, like some some of his stories that we've seen in the past are getting this kind of resolution, if only to tell that they are, you know, like fabricated. But it is not clearly saying like, okay, well, everything was fake. You know, like the, the cabin thing, his time with Silver Star is, uh, is pretty underlined to be like, no, that happened and that might be the only real thing we know about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that all works like very successfully. And I think it's I don't know if you guys agree, but like I I really like and I really prefer the version of Wolverine that doesn't he doesn't know a lot about his past. He doesn't know too much about Weapon X. I think this is something they tap into very effectively in like X2, which is an X-Men movie I will never rewatch lest my nostalgia be ruined <laughs> because I I remember loving it when I was a teen. And I, I think they really tap into like him going and visiting that place and just not really knowing what happened there. Like that's, it's very powerful, I think, for this for mm-hmm. this individual, this character that we think we know so well, for him to just always be missing that. And clearly... Like, clearly there's a truth that he can understand that we as readers can understand, which is that, like, he was brutally experimented on, right? Like, there is truth in that, but we don't know really the specifics. We don't really know who was behind it. Um, but this this comic actually gives names and faces and, and possible answers um, in a way that, that I find very satisfying. Um, as far as, like, this being kind of a, you know, a, a sacred text or, like, this, you know, foundational piece of Wolverine's backstory— um, what, what else did you find, uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. Like, what else did you find, I guess, really additive for Wolverine as a character or, or just this universe or like what else even just stood out to you about this, this work? Um, the, the thing that comes to mind first is how kind of clunky the technology they were working with are, mm. was, um, like there's several times as they're layering all of this technology so that they can control Wolverine where they're like, you know, we, we can only get three miles out of the batteries or else the batteries are too big. And like, I'm a real big fan of like old, like real clunky, thick computers. And, you know, I, I want, I want there to like, when I look at something, I want there to be some, some mass to it. So like seeing the evolution that they go through to add stuff to just to be able to control him. Right. Like, I think that's super interesting. And like, they were going through all of these prototypes and, yeah. Oh, now we need a helmet and now we need this. And I, you know, we, now we need to do, I have to have a 10 mile. My plan said 10 miles and like, I, well, I got nine, take that, you know, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. just extremely worked for me. Um, as far as Wolverine as a character, it's weird because 
it's hard for me to remember Wolverine as a character when I was that young because he was just everywhere. He was that character that was in every single new book or book yeah. that they could put yeah, him yeah. in because he sold so much. And now when I look back at Wolverine and I'm looking at this like history, the thing that, that sticks out to me is like, God, like what a miserable person this guy must be of just not mm-hmm. filled with rage, no real memories. And then he, he finally gets like just a little entrance, a little like nook and cranny into what possibly could have happened. And it just, it, none of it is real. Like the scenes of him walking through all the stages was, I mean, it's just depressing. It's heartbreaking for this guy. You're like, oh man, like all I really want you to do right now is like rage out and kill a bunch of robots, but I have to feel sad for you too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, um, so I guess those are the two big things is just how depressing this is for a character that I think everybody loved. And then also all of this weird stuff that they are doing to him. I just like when they bring out the buttons, and they're like, doing this will release his claws. And the professor is like, get away. I know how to use my material and starts puppeteering him around and stuff. Like, I'm like shocked that Marvel was like, okay, yeah, let, go ahead and do it. Like, it's we'll let you do that. That seems the most graphic. perfectly normal. I think it's the most graphic yeah. we've seen at Marvel, maybe with the exception of Electro Assassin, which is Electro Assassin was off their uh, their epic line, right? So that was like sequestered in like. That was a mature reader's imprint, yeah. Right, exactly. This is not, right? Like, this is part of the you know on the, sh- the shelves month to month you could probably pick this up at you know your local hannaford or shop and save or whatever right like at a grocery store um at the time wow east coast so bias with that grocery store reference never heard of that one yeah i got i mean can, can we get Crum- a can we get, a, yeah. <laughs> so, what, can we get a w in the chat for a piggly wiggly can, I, can we go do one of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i yeah 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 um but like it also i mean it, it is almost i think that stuff is necessary because it also wants to really sell like the trauma and the pain and like yeah. the the pain is such a big part of this right the pain that he went through and the like lasting imprint that that had on him and something that i always found fascinating about wolverine which is like it hurts to put his claws out <laughs> right like popping yeah. his claws like should be painful because he's piercing his skin every single time and this like underlines that a million times and like just circles it over and over again points arrows to it like this is painful. His body is, you know, his bones are shifting out of place and like what, what this does to his body. And I mean, it, it, so the other thing is I, I always thought that Wolverine was just a mutant who had healing factor and that was it. He has the Mm -hmm. healing factor. This is showing that the claws are his bones, right? Like, Mm -hmm. am I I reading that Mm -hmm. correctly? That's, that's very weird to me. That that was just a that was a surprise to me. Like as a comic reader, I did not know that. I always thought like the claws were the add on, right? They like they did this to him because he had a healing factor, so he could survive the adamantium process. And they like put all this in him. But no, like the he's got weird bone claws. That's weird. Uh, he's got weird bone claws. That <laughs> he's got <laughs> weird is, bone claws. Yeah, it's absolutely weird. clearly you have not seen Wolverine Origins. Uh, the, oh uh, no, the I most have highly actually... rated of the X Men movies. Yeah, because he's got yeah. the the really bad CGI. Bony cloth, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do mm-hmm. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, true story. True story. I about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it is. I, I think selling the trauma of what he's been through is important. I think too. You know, he's this big, tough, manly man that we know from '80s X-Men comics, and this really brings him down um, to just his lowest, lowest state. And again, I think exp- it, it also like it doesn't need to be quote unquote explained, but it also it shows you why Wolverine is the way he is when we meet him in the Claremont verse. And it doesn't have to do that. Like we already enjoyed those comics. It was great. I got it. Uh, but it, the fact that it, it is effective in being like, yeah. And this explains 
why this character has acted this way and shows, you know, maybe some paths forward for him, I think is really cool. Um, one thing you alluded to, too, in terms of the clunky tech is we do get that iconic Weapon X suit Wolverine costume out of this, the Barry Windsor Smith design, which is that big. Um, I've been referencing Star Wars a lot lately. It's, I haven't watched it recently, but it's that, you know, it's basically like when Luke is training, um, you know, and he's he needs to, like, put blinders on. It's that kind of helmet, but it's metal. I think it showed up for a second in... Um, x-men apocalypse i think when there's that it weird does. wolverine can't yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. There. So one of my favorite scenes of that otherwise absolutely horrible movie <laughs> <laughs> yes um that one was okay but yeah no it's just like this is this is the wolverine story i mean again it's it's a rarity in marvel that we get a creator so so at the peak of their powers doing like a, a what feels like a creator own project you know quite like this um yeah, where yeah, you know totally. you take out the risk and the you know, one com- one of the greatest things about comics is that it's collaboration all the time, but there's also a lot of risk in, like, writer-to-artist vision and, and bringing in lots of different players. And the fact that this is just so wholly Barry Windsor Smith's makes it very unique, honestly, amongst Marvel projects. I mean, even, you know, even we look at, like, I don't know, the Walt Simonson written and drawn issues in Thor, Fantastic Four. Um, John Byrne certainly has work like that where he's writing and drawing long runs. But even those aren't, like these kind of standalone packages, you know, these types of things that are more like the Frank Miller's, you know, Dark Knight Returns. Like Marvel actually doesn't have a heck of a lot of those. And yeah. Weapon X stands out as one of them. That is that is excellent. Uh, so, yeah, is there anything else here that, that feels how, essential or important? How insulting is it to, uh, you know, all the other creators and Marvel Comics Presents that when you go into Marvel Unlimited, the only thing from these issues is these stories? Like... Decent, like, big-name writers are doing... It's not uncommon. (laughs) It's not that uncommon, but, like, Dave Cockrum has backup stories here, right? Like, this is one of, like, four stories. Sure. I'm saying, like, Dave Cockrum was writing a Doctor Doom story at the same time in the same issues... And uh, Marvel. I would like to read those. I would would enjoy reading those. There's Um, some Nick Fury and the Howling Commando stories. There's a... Yeah. It's just they they haven't been digitized. You know, they just haven't been scanned is is all because they haven't been collected. I mean, I guess I'm glad that they just jumped to this and, you know, got the... The stuff that's big, important for like you know historical. Let me let me ask you actually because I've got the I've got the graphic novel and I was just reading that. Um, if you're reading a Marvel Unlimited, is how do the issues end? I have no idea because I don't. They don't put the covers in the graphic novel. Like, is there is there a pacing where it's like cliffhangers or is it just clearly like mm-hmm. and on to the next one? Like, how does he actually structure the the issue end? I mean, they're they're nine pages each, and to me, like they. They, they told a little small contained story and then left yeah. you kind of hanging at the end. Not necessarily like a cliffhanger. Such, like, was it like a, ah, but it was but, like, oh, no, I have to read what's next. Okay. Each one but it feels feel contained. Like its own, it feels contained, but yeah, each each little one did feel like, here's a scene, right? It was not just yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. we're halfway through something, it ends and it picks up immediately. Like, they felt like scene to scene to scene, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I was doing the thing where I was expecting the cover to drop in you know i figured like oh they'll drop the cover and when the issue changes but then i was like 40 pages in and i kept thinking like i wonder when this ends <laughs> i was like no i'm just reading the whole thing now and clearly that's that's not how the graphic novel is structured um but all right so that's neither here nor there that's going to take us to the sequel of sorts which follows up that same year um which is larry hammer written you got mark silvestri one of the image guys one of the seven original seven seven image founders uh we got inks by dan green tom Morzakowski on letters uh, Wolverine issues 48 to number 50. This is, it's interesting to me because it's a very quick follow-up to clearly a pretty special work, right? Yeah. And it's Larry Hama's attempt to kind of 
dig into and capture some of the surrealism of Weapon X, but at the same time, it's a part of the big ongoing Wolverine monthly mag, right? So it doesn't it doesn't quite feel as stylistically unique. Um, I think it taps into those vibes pretty well, though. What what do both of you make of of Wolverine forty eight to fifty? I think it works. I think it works well as a follow up. You know, and it and it's not trying to exactly just like ape um, Barry Windsor Smith style. It is just doing its own thing. And, you know, and it's it like Jubilee's here, right? And, like Jubilee gets some time to shine because she's in the Wolverine comic at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but oh, it she gets clearly, she gets like, a shine. Is there anything more nineteen ninety one than Jubilee putting on her roll, rollerblades to skate around the Weapon X facility so, to investigate? So like, much. Yeah, that that part's hilarious because you know they're just like. Yeah, it's an old weapons facility that's radioactive, yeah. and she's just like, "Yeah, well, there's a parking lot over here." You know, I'm gonna go grind time, some rails. It's the first time we've we've read her in the club where I was like, "Oh, she's she's fun," because uh, I I feel like we haven't seen too much of her in like she has oh, that like, much room to breathe. I like early Jubilee a lot, actually. I've, I've yeah, got a lot of time too. for early Jubilee. Um, it's it's yeah, more the, I just haven't had the and Jeremy, you could probably talk about this. Like, it's the uh, it's the Days of Future cast. It's the uh, it's the animated series where it's like she's gotten I think a negative rep because of that. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel like that's where when people are like negative about Jubilee, it's because she is I don't know some sort of like '90s like representation of like something that feels cheesy. The the zeitgeist is so is wrapped around so much on that on that show. Like I mean, for a while people were like, oh, that show sucks, and now you know, but it's so corny. And then, you know, I've seen unironic TikToks of like people doing the um, what is it, the nine tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs line that Rogue <laughs> yeah, says. Um, yeah. So like, I, I I really don't know what people think about Jubilee in the animated series. Like she is such she's written as such a valley girl in that in that thing with like literally blowing bubble gum, and she's not really given a whole lot to do. But in the comics, like she's, I actually really like her with Wolverine because she's just like she kind of takes no, it takes no nothing from him. Like she's like yeah. kind of calls him on all of his BS if that makes sense, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just well, completely ignores all of his like gruff exterior. And, and like, like yeah, hey, like, kind of you, you almost stabbed punctures. me, man. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> punctures a little bit of his like self seriousness, right? Which is which exactly. is good to have yeah. a character. You're gonna have a character who's that like you know hyper serious all the time. It, it is sometimes a relief to have somebody else around who doesn't take them that seriously right so that like mm-hmm. you know because it, it, it's tough to be <laughs> it's tough to be invested in a character who's just like angry and gruff constantly like that um yeah you know mm-hmm. and always on like doing their badass thing um without somebody kind of poking fun at that um yeah and she she's good like i, I like she's not just like the comedic relief here um I, I think she actually adds a lot but yeah back to the the main thing i think this is like Okay, all that was fun with Barry Windsor Smith, but like, let's actually kind of lay out what's happening a little bit more. Like, yeah. this is clearly, it, yeah. it's a little bit more explanatory. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like full of exposition, right? Like, it's all laid out very well. Um, I think it does it all very artfully, but it is much more like, all right, we're going to, we're going to lay out some things more for you. So Wolverine is investigating his past and uh, <laughs> he's riding his motorcycle. The, the motorcycle stuff where he goes on, like, what is it? Nick Fury's helicarrier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... He pushes his motorcycle up a set of stairs, Because y'all. they're that's expecting how, That's him. how hardcore he is. <laughs> like, all the guns are, like, trained on the elevator, expecting him to, like, charge out of the elevator with his motorcycle. But no, he bursts out of the stairwell because he, he carried it up the stairs for some reason. Um, and I then, can't believe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended before we got to see this in, in live action on the ABC. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he... Uh, 
you know, he gets information that the government, you know, knew, knew about Weapon X from Nick Fury because he, what does he uh, threaten to leak? He threatens to leak the, oh, what <laughs> what him and Sabretooth were sent to Cuba to do, which I, I don't know if that was spelled out and I missed it exactly or if that was just like winked at that him and, uh, I, I assume it was just some, they, like, they, were, they of, flash back to some adjacent thing. Yeah, they flash back to some, like, CIA kind of, you know, Wolverine and Sabretooth missions, which we yeah. haven't, because we're reading this at a time when we haven't started reading a heck of a lot of the relaunched X-Men, that's something that's going to get fleshed out there a, a fair amount more, especially in the Jim Lee plotted stuff. Um, but suffice it to say, Wolverine and Sabretooth have some, uh, yeah, they have they know some secrets. <laughs> they, yeah. know, they know some stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he, he finds all this out, and he keeps he's exploring all this, and like we said, he finds that like so many of his memories, so many of the memories that he does have, were fabricated on like sound studio stages, yeah, right. right? Like some of the stuff we've seen, we've like watched red comics that have these scenes, and uh, and they have been completely fabricated. Um, the only thing that I think he gets confirmation of is that like the the cat. I don't actually know if he does because it's like Silver Fox shows up. Um, mm-hmm. It's not Silver Fox. Is it Silver Fox? Yeah, Silver, Silver Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah Silver mm-hmm. Fox shows up and uh, and she finds the professor. Wolverine does not. Um, and she mentions the cabin in the and he keeps saying like, "What the cabin? That's the one thing we can't scrub from their minds, right?" Like, this was so like important to both Silver Fox and Wolverine. They couldn't get rid of this memory. But he also specifically calls it the cabin implant, which implies to me that it was oh. fake, but it was so good that they both just oh, latched onto sure. it and they wouldn't forget yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. But I, but also, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to claim to be a, a Marvel <laughs> encyclopedia by any means. So That that yeah. level of, like, inception with the cabin, though, where it's like, okay, it, what if we, what if they actually lived in a cabin, but then we implanted a memory to make them think it was an implant of a real, yeah. th- like, there's that level of, like, just messing with his head that is so devastating i think that weapon x like you don't know you don't know what level of of like you know screwing with him that they've done or what is real the fact that silver fox shows up and knows about it it's like did they experiment on her too you know and it's like that level of pervasive influence that i think makes weapon x so scary and so threatening i i think there's a danger in wolverine 4850 here of trying to superheroify you know this thing that feels very created or owned and in and, uh, insular. You know where it's mm-hmm. like okay, yeah. and you had that story, and that was that had the incredible Barry Windsor Smith colors, and but also just grimy, absolute violence. And now uh, here's Cyclops in his blue and yellow X Men gold, right? And it's like you get the whole superhero team heroics on top of it. I think it's definitely Tahama and Mark Silvestri's credit that it doesn't really feel like a mistake. Like it doesn't. I think this very easily could have felt like um, oh, and then they. And then they x mend it, and, you know, it lost that allure, and it lost that uh, understated sort of, you know, surreal nature. And it actually kind of pulls it off in terms of, like, clarifying maybe some of the details and, and basically just being like, hey, you know that really cool Weapon X story? Or maybe you don't because you didn't read it because it was in that Weird Marvel Comics present story. That's a real part of the X-Men universe. Like, Weapon X, it's here to stay. We're doing that. Um, and it does it pretty well, I, I think, for three issues. Yeah, it kind I find of it is hilarious. Like, oh, please, go, sorry. Go on, go on. No, no. I, I just wanted to mention because you mentioned the X Men being there. Um, it's hilarious to me that they just dropped Wolverine off the plane and we're, and we're like, we're going to stay up here and just look at some data that you guys. <laughs> we had to download a bunch of floppy disk and now we're going to go through it. And I'm like, yeah. the, oh my god, ninety one. Nobody knew how to talk about anything. <laughs> the it, it it would be kind of like it if Electra Assassin happened and then Miller was like, okay, let's do a few issues to actually like talk about how that is going to 
really play into the wider Marvel universe, like how this will affect her actual continuity right. instead of it just being this right. kind of like odd footnote that is like artistically incredible, but like canonically, you know, a total side note that is almost certainly just swept to the side. Right. So this uh, is so this is entirely unrelated, Zach. But did you know there's a there is a follow up series called Electra Lives Again? And it's by yeah, Frank yeah. Miller with Lynn Varley. Um, it's it, yeah. I, I keep meaning to recommend it to you, and there's no reason I need to do it on the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, it, I, it pops into my head, and you should read it because <laughs> it's a follow up. Yeah, yeah, I should I should check that again. Uh, I thought Miller actually did the art himself, right? Lynn Varley does the coloring, but Miller she's does the, she's uh, I think it was his wife at the time, and she because col- she colors I want to say Dark Knight Returns too, um, and she's mm, coloring her yeah. there as well. It is not in Marvel Unlimited either. Electra getting snubbed yeah. in MU all the time. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because um, I loved. I mean, anything Miller's done for Marvel so far has been uh, gold. So yeah, but, uh, it's, I think but it's all as far good. as Wolverine, yeah, I think a, a success, like pretty, pretty unequivocally a big success. Uh, I don't think I have the same level of affection for it as you do, Dave. But like, I, I like this quite a bit. It's very good, and I, I yeah. think it's yeah, also yeah. for me. It is. It's not only the high point of like, like I just. It's my favorite Wolverine comic, just straight up. Um, but the Weapon X, and then even into the Wolverine series with Hama writing, which is often very interesting and a, pr- a pretty underrated era, I think in and of itself. Because Larry Hama's on the title for a good amount of time, and uh, he's a pretty interesting creator. You know, he did a lot of stuff at Marvel in terms of editorial. He was with the GI Joe for a while. Um, he does a really interesting Avengers run, which actually uh, I recorded a My Marvelous Year minisode uh, with uh, Vishal Gopali, uh, which I'll be editing at some point and getting up on the Patreon for bonus feed. But it, he's he's written a lot of really interesting Marvel comics. And his Wolverine, I think, is... it's For me, it's kind of... You know, you think about the 90s and you think about these characters that define the decade. And it's Ghost Rider and it's Punisher and it's Wolverine. You know, you think about these characters that are like, these are the stars. And, you know, maybe Cable to a lesser degree because of the Liefeld of it all. And in uh, Wolverine, despite having that status in the Marvel Universe... I think he really peaks right here. Like, he peaks hard in 1991 with these comics. These are the best Wolverine well, comics. This is... And then he's going to be everywhere, but he's not going to have stories that are this good again. I don't think. Because we, we read, like, Wolverine, like, 7 to 16, something like that, uh, which was pre-Larry Hama. Larry Hama came on with 31. Mm-hmm. He's going to stick around to 118, so that's, like, close to 100 issues of The Wolverine. heck of a run. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that run because, like... I really didn't like the earlier stuff that much, the like Madripoor era of uh, of Wolverine. It doesn't do it for me, but this was very good. And like, if he's going to be on this run for a while, I would uh, I'd definitely be interested in reading more, like dipping into to more of this. I'm sure we're gonna, you know, dip in and out for the uh, for the club. And I, I will just say too, like I one thing that I w- am kind of surprised to learn about myself as I've read these Wolverine comics is I greatly prefer Wolverine Weapon X stories and him exploring his past and that governmental agency over Wolverine in Madripoor being a weird noir spy, which I yeah. would like, it just oh, seems like it would be good. Like, it seems like it would be cool it's, as it's hell. It's never good. It's whenever, not. whenever he puts the patch it's on, I'm just check out, man. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I just check out. <laughs> yeah. This is gas. Yeah. You're gaslighting me again. What are you talking? You loved, uh, what is happening? I was what like, do you mean? Re- I was down on those Madripoor <laughs> issues and you were like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Patch, Mr. Fix it. Like this is play the tape. <laughs> Play the tape. I said no such thing. Editor, please rewind. Please rewind, (laughs) editor. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, yeah, no, I I mean, I I definitely agree with that sentiment. Um, Yeah, because, like, 
I, I'm curious where it goes from here. Like, what what did what does he do with Wolverine moving forward? And I'm actually looking at our list right now. Like, my Rose here list does not have much Wolverine on it. Like, we don't read another one for 40 more issues, and we read well the Hama. 90. So if you, the Hama if you run don't... wasn't in Marvel Unlimited when I created the list yeah. initially, like in 2006. Like that's a that's a more recent add, yeah, um, we'll... as a lot of 90s stuff is. So yeah, it's yeah. a run I'm yeah. I'm curious to explore a heck of a lot more of. Um, all right, Jeremy, how was your how was your back to back My Marvelous Year experience? I feel like we got you to read Weapon X maybe for the first time, which feels like a win. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was texting some of this to Gary because I was like I was sending him screenshots. Um, we didn't talk about the one like where he's laid on the table and leaking leaking semen into his fluids and he has to the, the, uh, the line of like we've got a lot of goop going here we got to plug those holes and i'm like are you what so i'm sending that to gary because that's the kind of that's the kind of vibe me and gary have with each other and, and he's like what is that and i'm like oh dude you got to read this so we, we might you actually steal this entire like, thing and go panel by panel for days of future cast um but this has just, been great thank you guys so much this is so much fun talking about comic books and not you know not doing it with gary <laughs> no we'll look forward to that Uh, thank you yeah absolutely it's not a pleasure having you on i'm glad you could take the time uh we'll look forward to that weapon x cast if you get to it uh but yeah that's gonna be on the days of future cast where people can find you in addition to all your other Mm -hmm. podcasting uh as far as our stuff i'm dave you can find me at comic book herald uh or you know site is comicbookherald.com zach is on social at my marvelous year and uh, music for the show is by Disasterpiece. Uh, Zach, any final crucial thoughts or anything you want to, we didn't get to? No, I just, you know, um, head over to our Patreon to support us. Ra- ratings and reviews on iTunes are greatly appreciated. Uh, that's how you can support the show. For, for anyone. You know, we just, we're big, we're big on just go rate and review any podcast you like. It doesn't have oh, listen, I mean, if go- it's us, if it's us, it's appreciated. Oh, you know what I forgot to plug, Zach? Is our, uh, is our, um, our giveaway. Okay, so... Uh, oh. in, throughout well, wait, the before, month before you do before you do that i just want to say maybe if mm-hmm. you uh like to reviewing different podcasts i mean definitely go give days of future cast a good review monster of the week cast for sure and i've heard oh i'm hearing rumors on the internet if uh if don't give it up skeletons gets a, a burst of itunes positive itunes <laughs> reviews like it's definitely it's definitely in the cards that it's uh it's coming back so i think it just <laughs> yeah maybe looking, maybe looking i occasionally update that podcast and um, well, i mean i'm know, actually in 2025 when elden ring uh, comes out maybe. don't even dude yeah <laughs> go listen to my i did a youtube with uh, my buddy the lore hunter about elden ring and we yes, we yes, talked yes. about what would happen if um it was just I, I, I said that elden ring was from software's chinese democracy um and what what that would do to the internet <laughs> And yeah, uh, just anyway, I'm sorry. I'm babbling about Elden Ring. Don't get me started on Dark Souls. We'll be here for another I, no, hour. No, I know. I, I I I brought it up intentionally. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So Dave, Dave, uh, your giveaway. My my Dark Souls experience is is one and a half hours of trying real hard and getting real turned off <laughs> that I was failing so badly. So I definitely need to tap back into that and uh, and explore it sometime because that is a huge yeah. blind spot for me. There's no comic book uh, tie-in, so what that. Oh, that's right. that is not have true. You, have you not, that have is you not seen true. the Dark Souls comic books? No, but I mean, <laughs> they're yeah, bonkers, I, my man. I guess that's true, but there's no, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true, Dave. If you want to, if you want to write the uh, Dark Souls comic book reading order list, because uh, that's that's there, there's, video there's game. my in. 
There's my there's a there's a scene or a panel in one of those books where Solaire, who's a very popular character, who's all about the sun. um, I guess he's really angry. And so the logo on his armor, which is like a little smiley face sun, just has like a real angry face. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Wait a minute. Is this is this lore that the that the emoticon on his armor changes when he gets upset? And I just. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Someone's going to mod that into the game. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's already happened. Yeah. That is a good detail. Uh, Dave, so your, real your quickly, our, giveaway, yeah. yeah, our iTunes giveaway running throughout the month of June 2021 is if you rate and review uh, My Marvelous Year and you screenshot that, you send it to mymarvelousyear at gmail.com, you send it to us on social, whatever, uh, as long as you rate and review the show, uh, we will enter you into a drawing for our Marvel Legends Build a Stiltman action figure set. It is six action figures and they're all spider verse related and if you get all six of them they also come with the pieces to put together your very own stilt man this is i i've gathered this is a hot commodity i, I am not a big uh, marvel legends collector myself this is the first time i've ever bought them i bought one for you for the giveaway and about one for me because i want my stilt man and i've been getting some inquiries about this mm-hmm. the, the, the giveaway it's mostly people who already reviewed on iTunes asking, mm-hmm. how do I take down my review? Because I don't want a stilt man figure <laughs> because stilt man sucks so bad. Wow. And, and when you say you've been getting lots of inquiries, that has been you chatting that to me daily uh, because <laughs> you're upset specifically. Uh, but yes, if you, if you have reviewed us in the past, you're eligible as well. And yep. uh, if, if you don't want it and you will say, no, please, no eligibility. I don't want to be a part of this giveaway. I'm going to, I'm going to hand deliver it to you i'm gonna come up to you and i'm gonna give it to you i'll wear a mask i'm vaccinated but i will wear a mask and i will give you this still man uh but yeah that's the giveaway i hope people enjoy it and uh yeah let's end the podcast with a, a threat <laughs> to give them a present <laughs> that's always good. all right thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next year see you next year bye everybody bye.